0: Welcome to the Silicon Valley Beat, a police podcast about law enforcement life in the heart of Silicon Valley.
1: We've already said where we're from.
0: Sharing stories, interviewing guests, answering questions, and pulling the curtain back one show at a time. Okay, okay, let's get on with it.
2: Down to what is the address of the emergency? Welcome
0: to the Silicon Valley Beat. That was such a nice one. Yeah, that was perfect.
1: (laughs) Intro done.
0: (laughs) Done, yeah. Uh, I am not Katie Nelson, but that's Katie Nelson right there.
1: And I am not Saul Jaeger, but he's sitting to my right. Bam.
0: And we have a special guest today, uh, which we'll introduce in a few minutes, but... (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to be Uh, nervous. But yeah, this is our Turner and Hooch episode. Yes,
1: so... Seriously, I was sitting there writing up these scripts at home the other night, and I was like... How Which we've can- made
0: it, by the way. We have scripts. We do. And, and outlines or we're and just, timing. Or and- we're
1: just so in need of structure.
0: Which yeah. we <laughs> we're already completely off now. We are.
1: But so fun story before we actually get into the podcast. I was sitting there, and I was like, how can we make these titles fun and engaging and enticing? And so I was like, movie titles around cop buddy stuff. And lo and behold, Turner and Hooch came up and... Yeah.
0: That and was, why Turner and Hooch for this episode?
1: Because we're doing a whole podcast on canines, Bam. especially or our wolf.
0: Mm-hmm. No, nah.
1: I think maybe we'll hold off on that one. But we have an awesome guest here. Uh, she is our most senior patrol officer, and she is one of our most, or our, I think, our senior canine officer as well. Which means well, she's all the experience. All,
0: well, she is all the experience for sure, yes. no doubt uh definitely like
1: Don't
0: shake your head yeah. <laughs> but it's weird with the way we do our senior actually maybe we can have her our talk senior. about that but our seniority with the canine unit and specialty units anyway so even though Doreen is definitely the most senior uh handler we have and the most experienced mm-hmm. handler we have with the amount of dogs that she's had and the amount of years that you've had I'm looking at you and she's being silent <laughs> um but when you leave the unit and you come back to the unit and you get a new dog, you're the you're the the low person on the totem pole. Bottom but of the are you? Totem but pole. you are yeah.
1: now the senior one, writer. I am now. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. But when
1: by the way, she, welcome, down. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. Let's introduce her.
0: So, you know, golf clap. <laughs> welcome to the 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 revamp of the Silicon Valley Beat. Uh, this is Doreen Hansen. She's our badge number one, which is awesome. Whoa! I know. Huh? I never thought it was going to be you.
2: Number one.
0: And, uh, yeah. You never so. thought it was going to be me.
2: That was really nice of
0: me. <laughs> well, no, when you, when you start your career... Oh, my
1: God. This is starting off. When
0: you start your career, uh-huh. um, you don't think you're going to ever be number one on the you know seniority list. No, right? you don't. You're really yeah, digging yourself not. a
1: deeper hole here.
0: <laughs> I'm not.
2: I'm
1: not. Well, welcome, Doe. Why, thank you. So, why don't we start off... Before we get into all the awesomeness of Doe and what she does, why don't we start with a little bit of quick hit trivia on the canine unit. Saul, do you want to... Since you love the pups so much, as do I, but I'll just wax poetic about how fuzzy they are. Why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of the history behind our canine unit?
0: Um, well, we're the oldest in the world ever of any canine unit ever in the world, right? Yes. Right. 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 <laughs> that is not true. Um, but we are the oldest uh, canine unit in the county of Santa Clara. Um, 1961, cause I just looked it up. I didn't actually just pull that out, uh, <laughs> but that's when our unit started with all German shepherd dogs and yes. it had three handlers to start with. And, um, yeah, and it's been ever, uh, ever running. I don't know the right word for that, but like it's, it, we've never not had a canine
2: unit. Correct. So yes. And why
0: do we use German shepherds?
2: Why do we use German shepherds? Yeah. Well, we've always done it. That's We've never had any Malinois or Dutch Shepherds. Um, yeah. But I think for us, it works. They're well, they're well, they are well-rounded. Mm. Uh, they can do everything that we want them to do. They can search for people. We can teach them for bombs if we need to. We can do them for narcotics um, and tracking uh, is kind of the up-and-running thing. Mm. And we can use them for that.
0: And so there's a difference between uh, like multi-purpose dogs like we have, right? They're, they're doing a bunch of things at once and specialized trained dogs that do one thing. Like Zeus. Like Zeus. Yes. So yes. I was going to actually say we have all of our German Shepherds no, I'm are... i sorry to are, prompt you. Ahead. Yeah, no, you're throwing <laughs> off the flow, man. <laughs> all of our dogs are multi-purpose dogs. We use them for a variety of things. So can you talk about like what they're, what, when we train, um, what are we training them to do? Like, what are, what are the capabilities of our dogs?
2: So our capabilities are we do tracking, which is a new thing where you can track for um, missing people, suspects, obviously lost children, anything of that sort. Right. Um, they also do searching, so they can search inside buildings. They can search outside buildings, uh, area searches. Uh, we teach them to do article searches. So if uh, you happen to drop your keys like I have done in the past and couldn't find them, uh, I've used Odin to find them. Um, so everybody, should, so everybody, have everybody a should have those. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, so, but you know, in case, in all honesty, when the bad guy happens to throw a knife or a gun, or we're looking for something that he may have tossed in the bushes, mm-hmm. instead of going and physically searching it, we can use our dog's nose, and then he can uh, search for the article. Yeah. Um, we also use them for obviously apprehension, um, for handler protection. Uh, fleeing felon suspects, um, kind of that's yeah, kind it's of a well-rounded dog. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Some and we use them for narcotics. And,
0: but, forgot but, about that. Oh yeah,
2: finding drugs, finding yeah, drugs yeah, for sure.
0: Um, some agencies use uh, German shepherds or Malinois or whatever, but they're like f- only for finding and apprehension work and there's mm, others yes and no like, find and bite or whatever and yes
2: and no so you're about to get educated you are son. a little bit educated <laughs> yeah, <right>. uh, <laughs> now some of our surrounding agencies will use malinois um, or dutch shepherds they're a lot more high strung of an of a dog mm. um, you'll see a lot of the malinois at least i see a lot of them down in la county or a lot busier cities maybe modesto um, you know out out in that area because they're going to get more work. They're a lot more, they're high strung. Um, But for us, I think it would defeat, our. even though I'd love to work one, I think it would defeat our purpose. I just think that we don't have enough work for them to.
0: Probably a good
1: thing.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that, that's kind of a common misconception, too. A lot of people think, oh, canine, they're out biting people all the time. And, you know, we take them out and chase people down. And the reality of it is we're using them mostly for their nose. Absolutely. right? Whether that's tracking, trailing, finding stuff or whatever. I have a
1: question. How good is a nose on a canine?
2: Amazing. Amazing. i They they can, like, thousands, millions time more than we can. I mean, that's their main, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The main purpose. I mean, their nose is amazing. They'll smell you uh, usually before they will see you, so um, it's it's amazing.
0: Yeah, we had a, a group, um, a demonstration the other day where we had a group out that was doing a lot of like innovation and technology changes and stuff, and it was interesting showing the dog demo. I don't know if you remember this yes. last week or whatever. And uh, we did just that where we took we had somebody take a uh, like a paintball gun or something like that and throw it into the ivy and then have odin go and find it right and so they go and find it and or the dog goes and, f- and lays down and finds the the evidence mm-hmm. and one of the people uh was was really interested in that because they were like you know is there any kind of technology that you can use today that would eliminate the need for a dog and you know they were like well can't you just use a metal detector I'm like well yeah to find a gun but he can also find credit cards and anything else that's anything you just mm-hmm. leave behind a shoe you know whatever and a metal detector is not going to find that and if you notice it took him what all of like six seconds to, to find it right and a metal detector you you would have to like grid search an area and it requires so there, there the simple answer is there is no technology um to replace that and it's such a uh, a dog is like such an old technology mm-hmm. but we still use it and police agencies around the world even though we're the oldest in the world apparently according to katie um,
1: my voice got real deep talking
2: about that <laughs> back then. <laughs>
0: um, you know, it, we're still using it today. It's a very, very common asset, right?
2: Correct. Cause well, they're going off of odor. Yeah. So human odor, everybody has their own odor, uh, their own sweat and so on and so forth. And so that's what the dog's picking up on and they can pick that up from a decent away, depending on the wind, the way the wind's carrying, yeah. if you put them down, wind, they're going to go in what we call as that scent cone and they're going to go right to that article or person. Pretty awesome. Absolutely. So
0: that's kind of a good
1: transition, actually, into our spilling the tea section, which is all about how a canine becomes a canine. So, Doe, since you are the expert, and <laughs> she's even got notes here just in case, I, I think a lot of people assume that they just exist, and there's all the back work that goes into actually – training and becoming a partner with a canine i think that's a fascinating kind of process so i was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about how that goes
2: i can and that's where (laughs) you put the little stress on me today because i you know i don't i i didn't really know how they i mean i knew a little bit about how they started from puppies and then they went into being the big dogs and coming out to be police work and so i did a little bit of research off some some uh Good friend websites of mine, <laughs> and so basically, what happens is, is as the puppy, when the puppies um, are in their little litter, uh, when you want to look for a good police dog, you'll go in, you'll look at the litter, and you'll look at the most aggressive puppy, male puppy that you that they may that is in that litter, and then what they'll do is they'll take that puppy and they'll take it away from mom and their puppies, their their brothers and sisters, to see how he kinda acclimates, see how if he's showing any fear, if he's kind of shying away, what you know, if he's showing a little bit of anxiety, to see if he can just acclimate right into this new environment that um that he's brought into. And then they'll play fetch with them. They'll try to not fetch with them, but they'll you know try to play with them, see what his demeanor is looking. They want a strong, confident puppy. And um then, as it as it progresses, and the and the puppy gets older, then they'll start using you know um, the little uh, sacks um, or a ball, and they'll play with them, um, and you know to kind of see what their confidence level is, and then they'll eventually uh, teach them, or, or not teach them, but uh, get them around different noises, you know, cars. Um, Anything that would make a lot of noise, that would kind of make the puppy kind of startle, startle a little bit. Um, then they get them towards gunfire, you know, whether it's a, a, a cap gun or a real gun, and not a lot, just enough to kind of see if they're going to be neutral to the the sound or if they're going to get anxious want to run away go hide so that's kind of the things that they're looking for and those are kind of the same things that we look for as they progress and we go out and pick them yep. so that's kind of a little puppy theory and i'm sure there's i have a question so has a yeah, question. little bit more I'm to that my hand. i hand have yes. a question
0: um you you said male male dogs why, yes. why? Why do they only want to use male dogs?
2: I don't always want to use male dogs, but that's the norm. the The females um, they use for breeding, and uh, so you, especially at least back when I got my first dog, Larry, the main was was name. the puppies was the uh, not the puppies. I'm sorry, the uh, the male dogs was what. They were selling because yep. they wanted the females it was a good breed it was a good uh, line and they didn't want to get rid of it so they would keep the the females for as long as they could yep. so i don't know if that's as much today i think they're still they're still selling their females but yeah you see i think have, you see more
0: have we in our history ever had a female
2: we have we've wow. had one well, and she was amazing yeah.
0: can, you tell it, can you highlight
2: her and yes. handle her a little bit uh, Kenny Leal uh, he was a sergeant here and before that obviously he was an officer and he had Evie Evie was an amazing dog I took bites from her i you know i i was the agitator Best way to gauge. and that, that <laughs> dog a good definitely <laughs> knocked me on my my little bum um you know she was very strong for a female she was amazing yeah. so but that was that's been the only female uh that we've had
0: so it's more about personality of the dog um we want a confident absolutely steady um dog that's motivated by something absolutely not
1: super hyper either like one of our dogs right now (laughs) odin is wonderful but like (laughs) aries our newest addition to the canine team when we had a group here visiting last week when he wasn't interacting with his handler he was just hanging out and you know not panting or anxious Mm -hmm. it was just kind of it was like nap time (laughs) right yeah but also something interesting you brought up was um that you would take bites but we're not a, a i guess a bite department when that only in apprehension, like when they go searching, right? It's they bark when they find something. Is that is yes. that right? So we
2: have the find and bark,
1: find and bark. Um, That's what it policy.
2: Is. A lot of agencies have the find and bite, um, and so they're they're a lot more specific on when they can deploy their dog, because when they do deploy their dog, their dog is going to find and bite you. Um, where I think for our policy being the find and bark, we can use our dogs on. Anything. I mean, I've used Odin to find juveniles, and we can't normally send our dogs on juveniles unless it's a very, 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 very rare case. So, you know, I was able to find, and it was a vandalism, it was a misdemeanor, it wasn't anything major, but, you know, we were getting hit at the time with a lot of gang graffiti and stuff, and Odin happened to find him. We couldn't, he couldn't, you know, apprehend him, but. We found him, so, and that's just as well as as an apprehension in my book, so for sure. but we can use him for a lot more than usually your fine and, and and bite dog
1: and where do we normally get our dogs from? I know that uh they're not from shelters per se. There's there's a very uh, specialized way that we get
2: our pups. So yes, so it's been a variety of different ways. Um, we've got them through just references, uh, through our canine uh, um, trainer. Um, we've also done. I got Odin from Creative Kennels. Um, there's other agencies out there. Modesto uses um, you know kennels out in in that area or they'll they'll ship them in and then we'll go to that kennel where they have them or they're training them and we'll look at the dog and decide if that's the dog for us but majority of them at least ours so far have, have been from germany that's awesome
0: yeah so the the breeder uh like for aries um our newest dog uh, that breeder goes to Germany a couple
2: times a year Germany Holland I think he's from Holland
0: okay yeah out I think so out over there <laughs> and uh, you know assesses the dogs as puppies makes some choices on purchasing there uh, and then he'll make the purchase bring them here do the assessment here and then bring up the handler it's a long thing it's it a, is. You know, it's it's a dog. very detailed process yeah the dog is matched to the handler's personality too um, and it's there's you know it's a, it's a it's a whole thing and mm-hmm. uh, we and, we take it very seriously right so it's, and
1: it's not just Uh, you get the dog and that's it, right? Right. You have to, like he said, there's like a personality assessment between you guys and then you actually have to go essentially and go and learn how to work together.
2: That is correct. Yes, that is the hard part. (laughs) Because the dog is usually, not always, is trained and we have to train the dog. And, you know, we we do some stupid stuff and make not realizing what we're doing and causing a bad habit on your dog. Um, But, yeah, so once once we uh, pick our dog, the department... Gives us. They pay for the, the dog. They give us all of our equipment. They buy us a kennel to put the dog in when we're not home. Um, and they take care of the vet bills. And they allow us to go to what training that we need to go to to keep up the proficiency of our dog. And currently, uh, we do our training every Thursday for four hours a day from 7 oh. to 11. And we have one trainer and three dogs, and we work on anything that we need to perfect on, any mishaps that we've ha- that happened during our patrol time um, to try to recreate. If maybe the dog didn't find an article, well, why didn't the dog do that? Well, let's try to recreate that and work on that. Um, and so we have a lot of that four hours is a lot of time for us to kind of work on that. And also narcotics to keep up with uh, the narcotic certifications. So you guys we are also, probably
1: the most highly trained unit in the department.
2: There's a lot. It's probably the or most regularly trained.
1: Most,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's
2: most dedicated. I think
0: it's a lot of work. For sure. and they also go to conferences. Um, you know, the, there's, there's competitions and things that, that we don't really compete in at this point, but you know, there's a lot of training opportunities. Plus, they all, and actually this would be a good segue into our next section, but, but before we get there, they also do a lot of um, training as police officers that enhance the dog's capabilities, like narcotic schools, mm-hmm. um, uh, investigative schools, and things like that. And so can we can we do the next section? Yes. Behind the curtain. Yes.
1: Boo-doo-doo. So this is
0: where we're going to learn more about you. Oh, as we go no. behind the curtain.
1: Oh, yeah. yes. No, <laughs> actually,
0: as you were talking, um, two things popped into my head. One, I'm hungry.
2: Oh, I haven't dude, eaten anything same. yet today,
0: and uh, actually, three things. One, I'm hungry. Two, um, a lot of the training that we do is—it's interesting—is, and I remember our consultant, our, our our training person that we've had for a million years, talking about that they spend the time training mostly on training the person how to work with the dog. Very similar to like when you have a dog at home,
2: right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm.
0: not you know, our dogs are are an asset to us. They're not a. a uh, um. What do you call it like they're, they're, not, they're not a family dog, right? They're a tool that we use as part of, part of our stuff. They become family dogs mm-hmm. uh, when they retire or sometimes a little before. <laughs> um, but you know that's a big distinction. Then the other one was working with Doreen forever. Um, what I've realized is that I think is, is interesting is that having the canine enhanced your already very capable police abilities, if that makes sense. Because I, when I was brand new, I like think you had just gotten Larry or mm-hmm. maybe I came on right mm-hmm. when you got him or somewhere around mm-hmm. there. And uh, um, I, I couldn't believe the amount of like, you just have a way with people. And it was awesome. And I remember going to Phil with you as an officer and you just getting people to talk and, you know, cars and searches and all these things. And then getting the dog like made you even
2: better. So my mm, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I still Don't need cry. work. I still. <laughs> no, I'm going to start crying. No, I, I still need work. But yes, I think that it, having a dog just gives you even more uh, capabilities of becoming a better person, a better handler, a better everything because you're working together as a team, and it's not just me that's that tries to succeed. It's me trying to let my dog succeed, and it's a team. For sure,
0: and it's it's interesting too that so like we don't when we select a handler, it's also a big deal in the department because we don't we want somebody who's already a great cop, right? That's exactly the template we want is somebody that can already do the job really well, very strong investigator has has great police skills in general, and then we give the dog and it makes it even better, makes that person better. Mm-hmm. So if you look at all of our handlers throughout time, generally they've been really solid cops. Absolutely, um, and we don't just pick.
1: Which is why I'll never be able to be a canine officer, right?
0: You don't think you'd be a great cop? I'm
1: just, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just want a dog.
0: (laughs) That's different. (laughs) That's different. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. I thought that was kind of awesome. So um, prior to Larry, your first dog, Mm -hmm. um, what did your career look like? You went to the academy and then what happened?
2: Well, I did a little bit of work before that. I was in Los Altos for a little bit of time doing a community service officer. Um, I did the parking over there, and they did not like me downtown. Um, but Nobody you know, I knew I wanted to get into—I right? knew I wanted to get into police work, and I felt that that was at that point I was still young and I was not quite sure, but. I figured that that was the way that I wanted to go. So I started in Los Altos. Um, I was a reserve officer there for a couple years. And um, Dave Ryman-Schnitter, who worked here, had mentioned to me, um, hey, you should come over. We have CSOs here. It's this new program we're starting. They're going to be taking police reports, no suspects. And that kind of might get you in, cause my English—you'll uh, find out—and not already figured it out. But uh, in my report writing, you know, needed some work and may still do today. But um, decided I'd come over and work. Don't know work. why you look at me.
0: When you say that. <laughs> um,
2: and to and. And it brought me over to see if that's really what I wanted to do because it kind of lets you interact with the community and so on and so forth. And so I came over and I did that, and I figured, you know what, I do. I think I want to go and be a a police officer. So I took it the next step and went through the academy and got hired. And now they can't get rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) If only we had known. I (laughs) know. We just
0: made that decision. No, I love it. I think it's awesome. And I'm glad that you proudly wear number one.
2: Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) I still still need to learn a lot. I don't know everything. I mean, I go to calls, and I don't know everything. You know, if I don't have an answer, I usually will try to figure it out or ask somebody else. But But I think that's also what makes you a great cop is you don't assume you know everything. Well, you can't. Nobody knows everything. Exactly. You just have to have the, I guess... I don't know, self-confident in yourself that it's okay to not know everything. And if you don't, you make a mistake, say, Hey, I made a mistake or I don't know how to do it. Help me. It is what it is. is The humility
1: in this room right now (laughs) is just (laughs) overwhelming.
2: That's awesome. It is true. I mean, I think
0: that's one of the things too, as a, like when I was brand new, we certainly don't know. We don't know anything really. Right. You're coming out and asking questions and you're watching how other officers do things and stuff. And so, when i was working nights with with doe all the time that's what it was i was just watching and soaking everything up on how to talk to people and what does proactivity look like and what does that oh, really and mean doe
1: is proactive like yeah. I, that's i think i know we had a reporter right along with you once and it i'm not even joking the first a bit of feedback we got was i can't believe how much she does and it was like, well, yeah, she's
2: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about being awesome, but, you know, I mean, I love my job. And if you love your job and I came into this wanting to do a good job and I wanted to work with the community. I mean, that's always a standard, you know, answer. But I did. I wanted to. I don't like being in the office. I wanted to work outside. Um, and so th- it's it's great. And. If you sit around all day, your 10 hours goes by a long time. Oh, yeah. But if you go out and you start doing stuff and you're proactive, I mean, I came I came to this job because I wanted to put bad guys in jail. I wanted not only to do that, but I wanted to work with the community. I wanted a police dog. I <laughs> wanted to be able to get in the mess of everything, and that's the best way to do it. And so that's why I like going out and being proactive <laughs> it it makes the night one go by really really quick
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome too to say that and I'm, I'm proud of this for our department that our two most senior officers you and ruben gonzalez yes are also our two most proactive and busy officers yeah which is rare right most not most um don't make generalizations right. now Saul. sometimes in other departments your most senior people are not the most proactive folks right they're kind of
2: they did their time. Yeah,
0: and, and they're they're either in mm-hmm. assignments where they don't have to be, or they're kind of taking it easy. I'm um, just like any other employer. Sure, it's, you know, it's not like anything different. But I think it's really I, I I wear that as sort of a badge of honor. I talk about that a lot um, when I talk to other you know even outside entities about what's going <laughs> on. Is is I just I think it's it's really cool. I'm very proud of that. So, Why, thank you.
2: I think you're awesome. Thank you. So is Ruben. <laughs>
1: Ruben is yeah, awesome. Ruben, we, you, know, you know, we went know. to the
2: Academy together. Did oh, you really? Yes, we did. Uh, I love Ruben. Yep. I, oh, and, I bet there and, are some stories and there. And St. Clair. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Venice the tallest, yep. the shortest, and the we most awesome. We were all awesome, in the Academy, all together. In the academy wow. together. It's like a book, right? Or, yeah.
0: or a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not That's sure. some, there's something <clears throat> in there somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, this is good. We talked about... Did we go through the list? Have we I think we have list? gone
1: through the list. i us make sure
0: we stay on track.
1: Don't you worry; it's right in front of you. I know you can read. <laughs> I know you can do this, Saul. I, I believe read. in you.
0: I can definitely. I'm not 100 percent today, by the way. This is this is me not at 100.
1: This is Saul, hangry and with a headache. Yeah. 70, which you know 75%. why you have a headache is because you're hangry. No, no, I don't
0: know. What's
1: going <laughs> anyway, on. back to dough. <laughs> so, what made you want to be a canine officer? from it sounds like from the beginning you is it because you love having I love p- dogs Aww.
2: but i've enjoyed watching what they can do as i grew up and they're a, an amazing tool and i wanted to always be able to handle one and i was lucky enough to get two so
1: yeah. and how know. how is odin these days odin is uh, dorian's dog by he the way he's a handful
2: um <laughs> but i love him. you know um He has a great nose. Every dog that we have has their own specialty, I say. You know, some may do searches better than others. Some may track better than others. Some may find articles better than others. Um, And it's all on how much you work on them and how much you try to put forward. Versus if your dog's not good at it, instead of not doing it, if you work at it, consistently and keep doing you'll get it gets better um so working with odin has taught me a lot a lot of patience um it's taken my patience um but he's a good dog i mean he's got a great nose he's found a lot of people he loves to track he loves to look for articles and he likes to work Mm -hmm. so kind of like me a little bit (laughs) a lot so
1: that's why you make a good partnership yeah what
0: do you what do you what would you i have two more questions and then we can probably end this thing and neither one of them are on here, so you couldn't prepare Uh-oh. for it. So sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> if, if you could tell the general public more about what, it, what it's uh, like to be a canine officer and some of maybe the misconceptions, um, what would you want people to know about being a, a police canine officer in the city of Mountain?
2: That we don't bite everybody. Mm. That the dogs, we don't use the dogs to bite everybody. I mean, our policy is very strict. And... You know, you have to. It has to fit that criteria in order for us to use our dog to apprehend somebody. And so, I think that's a big misconception. I think that a lot of people think that, you know, all our dogs are vicious, and you know, they may sound vicious, mm-hmm. but that's their job. Their job is to be car protective. Not that we like that. I mean, because sometimes it's very annoying because you can't talk to somebody. But <laughs> that's that. Their that's their job. Their job is to protect and to sound, and not that they're not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Not that they're not vicious, but they sound vicious, but they're not. You know, they 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 do what they're told on command, and we don't bite everybody. And it has to be a a, a case where that would fall under for us to do that. So I think that's a very big misconception.
0: All right, one more question. Yes, I we're getting to time. I know, I know we don't want to bore if, everybody. I, I just like, I like throwing <laughs> this out there because I think it's important for today's. Um, Day and age, but for somebody just getting into police work right now, like thinking about it, maybe thinking about applying, um,
2: what, what would what advice would you provide to that person? Hmm. The advice. Well, obviously, yeah, college is a good thing to have behind you. So, not only that is to help you promote and something to fall back on if you don't like police work, mm-hmm. um, but when you're coming to this job, you have to enjoy the job. You can't just come to it and say, well, yeah, the the money's decent and I'm just going to go do it. It's it's not an easy job. And so you have to be able to multitask, enjoy the outside, enjoy a lot of different things. But the biggest thing is come in, be open-minded, be willing to take self-criticism and enjoy what you do i mean i don't i mean i came in back when we didn't need an education and i had a college education i'm sorry a high school education and a lot of my stuff was street experience i grew up on my own and so on and so forth so Mm. that's kind of everybody's different and so i don't know what to tell somebody that has a different background than i do other than the fact that come in with open eyes and see if you like it if you don't don't be shy to say it's not cut out for me because this job is not cut out for everybody
0: certainly so if you if you have a job who i always say is if you have a job you love you never have to work a day in your life
2: right it's
1: kind of awesome. i'm pretty sure somebody else said that nope, but i'll let it i'll let you have that
0: my name <laughs> is under that it says dash it says <laughs>
1: right
0: Anyway, okay. Well, thanks, Doe. You're I
2: appreciate welcome. You coming Thank in. you for this having was, me. This was awesome.
1: And if and, anybody has any questions for Doe that maybe we didn't address here, do uh, tweet at us. Ask us on Facebook with the hashtag Silicon Valley Beat, and we'll actually have Doe respond to those questions for you. So uh, we're open and willing, and I know Doe loves answering questions. So. I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, great. And if you have any other uh, suggestions for podcast topics. Uh, or anything you're or curious you, about. Or
1: you want to hear from Dill again. Yeah. Uh.
0: God forbid we bring her back. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us know. And, of course, here's the disclaimer part, right? If, uh, if you are involved in any kind of emergency situation, please dial 911 immediately. If you're ever not sure whether it's an emergency situation or you should dial 911 or dial our non-emergency number and you're kind of going back and forth, just dial 911 and we'll figure it out from there. Uh, if it's not necessarily an emergency and you want to report something, um, you can always call our non-emergency number, which is
1: six five zero nine zero three six three four four.
0: And of course, follow us on our social media. The channels, social medias. All the social medias. The so, internet. Good. The net. I think we're done. On the line. We yeah. went right through everything. We did. We're great. In Target. Okay. Shh. Cool. All right. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye.